Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Tea with Janae. I'm your host, Janae Kirshner of Janae Kirshner Photography and the photo education and coaching site, Tea with Janae. Tea with Janae is where we give real advice, tangible tips, and thoughtful insight about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. I'm so excited for this week's brand new episode because we're chatting with Kelly Mathis of Kelly Grace Photography, all about how to become financially fit to start your own wedding photography business. She opens up about her journey from being $70,000 in debt to finally becoming financially free. It's a wonderful episode, and I know you guys are going to love it. A little bit about Kelly is that she's a wedding photographer who captures weddings in the Midwest and destinations across the U.S. She is also a financial educator to creative entrepreneurs, coaching them on how to pay off debt, create a savings plan, and build a sustainable and profitable business. Kelly's goal is to teach others how to live out their creative dreams while experiencing more freedom, less stress, life-changing wealth, and a lasting legacy for generations to come. A little bit of housekeeping before I begin today's show is that Janae has a brand new account on Instagram. Yep, it's about time we created our own Instagram handle, and I would love for you to follow us there. You can find us at Janae. I've also created a link in the show notes, so you can just swipe on up and give us a follow on Instagram. Can't wait to see you there. Also, Tiwi Janae is looking for sponsors just like you. Yep, you heard that right. Tiwi Janae is now accepting sponsors for the podcast to help promote your work. We love to partner with brands that align with our mission of educating wedding photographers, including other educators, products, services, and more. Visit www.tiwijanae.com to find out more and apply to become a sponsor today. Also, love the podcast? We'd love for you to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts after you listen to today's show. Thank you so much for your support. We read every review and so happy you guys love the show. All right, you guys, let's grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. so excited you guys are here. I have a wonderful guest on the show today. Kelly, can you say hi to everyone? Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited. Me too. <laughs> yeah, I'm so pumped to have you on the show because this is such a great topic. And when you um, sort of pitched it to me, I was like, oh gosh, I can't wait to hear more. So before we get started, let's have you introduce yourself to our listeners. Can you share a little bit about yourself, your business, and how you got started? Sure. Um, so uh, like you said, my name's Kelly. I am a hybrid, hybrid wedding photographer based out of Wisconsin. Um, and I mostly do weddings, but I also do like senior portraits as well. Um, and then 
in my free time, I also do, um, I'm a financial educator to creative entrepreneurs as well. Um, and I essentially coach them on how to pay off debt, create a savings plan, um, build a sustainable and profitable business. Um, and then I'm also on the personal side, I'm married to my husband, Ben. Um, we've been married for about eight years. We have five kids together. So we're quite busy. Oh um, yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we also purchased a farmhouse quite a few years ago. And so when we're not working, we're kind of busy renovating that. So um, exciting. You've got a lot yeah, going on. It's a lot of work. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know how we have time to do all this, but um, but we manage. Um, but yeah, so my so my photography business kind of developed organically. Um, I've always had a love for photography since I couldn't remember. Um, I think I got like my first camera when I was three, um, as my mom says. And then um, growing up, I was just kind of always the one who had a camera. So at field trips and sporting events, um, like get togethers, I always had my camera with me just kind of documenting everything. Um, and then in 2008, so about 10 years ago, my oldest brother got married out in Lake Tahoe. Um, and he knew my love of photography. So he asked if I would photograph his wedding, which I mean, Lake Tahoe for like my first wedding is <laughs> pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. But like looking back at the pictures, I mean, they aren't the best, but hey, you got to start somewhere, right? <laughs> yeah. And then um, a couple of years later, one of my high school friends got married um, and he remembered my love for photography as well from high school. And so he contacted me and asked me to do his wedding um, and then just kind of like snowballed from there. Um, I continue to get wedding inquiries, um, essentially just from word of mouth referrals. Um, and then they, you know, I just got up to like 20, 25 weddings. So it was just, it kind of just developed organically. Um, I love that. That's so yeah, exciting. Yeah. And then as far as like the financial side of things, um, so they, that didn't come about until like the last few years um, when my husband and I kind of realized we needed a complete overhaul with our finances. Um, and kind of through that process, I fell in love with all things finances and getting things organized. Um, and it just kind of made me realize that there was probably many other business owners who needed help in their finances too. Um, I know when I started out my business, and I don't know if it was the same for you, but like I didn't know how to like pay myself. I didn't know about taxes. I didn't really know like anything. Um, and so um, I kind of learned how to do those things throughout that process as well. So yeah, so yeah, a little bit about my journey. I love that. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to chat today. And I love that so many people put their their faith in you like, hey, can you shoot the most important day of my life with no background? You know, like you were right? like a full time <laughs> wedding photographer. I love that. And you're like, okay, I'm here. Sure. To Tell the tale. <laughs> yep, I can do it. <laughs> I love that. So when were yeah. you when did you officially start your business? Like when we were like, I'm, I'm official now. Yep. So that was, um, so my first wedding, like I said, was in 2008. And then my first like full year in business where I made everything official was in 2013. Awesome. Um, yeah. And that's when I, I really took off then and was booking 20 to 25 weddings and yeah. Yep. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Well, today we're going to talk about how to become financially fit when you mm -hmm. start your own business. And I think this is such a wonderful topic because like you just mentioned, I didn't know what I was doing when I was yep. starting. I knew I had to pay taxes. I knew I had to do get a bookkeeper or an accountant, but it scared me. You know, how did I pay myself? Um, yep. You know, all, all the, all the unknowns. So I love that you're diving into this realm and helping small business owners because this is, you know, this is the important stuff. Yes, of course. 
it is. Yeah. And like not many people talk about anything, you know, related to finances and getting exactly. financially fit and stuff. So yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Definitely excited to it. talk about it. I had a couple of guests on to talk about retirement and finances and, you know, thinking about your future because it's important. And I want, you know, our listeners to, to make really good decisions from the beginning. Yes. So I'm glad that you're here. Okay. So so let's talk about your journey, right? You know, maybe can you share your story about how you became financially fit? Sure. Um, So as my photography business was growing, I was also working a full-time like nine to five job um, on the side. So I worked in county government um, and I was, uh, I basically worked in human resources. So I helped hire people, um, didn't really have to fire them, but I, you know, did the hiring process and onboarding and all that stuff. So I spent quite a few years balancing both jobs um, and raising our kids. Um, And then at that time, I was just kind of hoping to take my photography business full time at some point. So um, year after year, I'd always tell myself, like, this is a year I'm finally going to do it. I'm finally going to quit my job. And then every time another year would roll around with without any changes. So I really like felt stuck during that time. I just didn't know how to make my dream happen. Um, And then one day, like everything collided. Um, I went through a season of like severe depression and anxiety. Um, I was lacking at my jobs. So I wasn't giving like 100% at my um, my full-time job and then like weddings. Um, I just wasn't like answering emails quick enough. Um, and so um, I wasn't spending any time with my family um, and I was just like flat out exhausted. Mm-hmm. So I would essentially get up in the morning and go to um, I would work on my like photography business. So I'd get up early. Um, then I would go to my nine to five. I'd come home and make dinner, um, put the kids to bed, and then I'd go back and work on my photography stuff again. So I really didn't have any like me time. Um, and that's kind of what led to like my anxiety that I started to have. Um, so attempting to like juggle all my jobs, just it became extremely difficult. And it got to the point where something had to change, um, you know, for the sake of my family, my marriage, my mental health. Um, And I just really wanted to spend more time like with my family and my kids and working those multiple jobs and having all that going on just didn't really make it possible. Um, And so that was kind of a really pivotal time in my life um, because it really opened up my eyes um, that I was just overworked, um, terrible mental health. So something definitely needed to change. So um, that kind of gave me my why or my reason to finally work towards my dream of leaving my government job rather than just saying every year that I was going to do it it actually gave me the push to do it. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of where it started with that. So um, in early 2008, um, my husband and I had started talking again about me leaving my job um, right before the wedding season began. Um, and we were just trying to figure out how to make that possible. Um, so I began looking at our finances and I realized at that time that we had over $70,000 in debt. Um, and that was like between student loans, vehicles, personal loans, like to my parents credit cards. Um, We really had no savings and we were just living like paycheck to paycheck. So I knew if I had left my job at that time, like there was no way that I would have, I would have survived. Like we had all that stuff going on and we wouldn't have been able to make our payments essentially. Yeah. Uh, Wow. Yeah. Right. And so my husband is also self-employed. And so he's, um, he builds cabinets and stuff. And so he, 
you know, he also doesn't get work all the time as well. So it just wouldn't have been a good mix <laughs> for me to quit my job at that time. So um, we actually, at that time, we actually, we actually had a trip booked to Italy as well to celebrate our five-year anniversary. Um, we had never gone on a honeymoon, so we were just going to celebrate that. And then um, I was also attending a workshop there. Um, and of course, that trip was like on a credit card. <laughs> you know, that's just how we did it, right? right. Um, and I knew there was going to be a lot of traveling involved. So I purchased um, the book called The Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey. So I don't know if you've ever read that, but it's really good. And no, no and so it's actually a book that I heard about used before. Um, there's a lot of people like in the creative industry that I've heard talk about it as well. And so I kind of did a little bit of research on it. Um, and so I knew about it, but we just never implemented his ideas. And so um, I was hoping the book would, you know, help us so I could finally quit my job. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. I love so, it. right. Um, and so on the trip, so I ordered the book and then on our trip, um, on the way there, my husband actually read the book um, and then I read it on the way back and it made us realize that it would be an absolutely terrible idea for me to quit my job at that time. Um, and we needed to get our finances in order before doing so. Um, so when we got home, we created a step-by-step -step plan to make the transition as smooth as possible. Um, we wanted to make sure we were set up financially in the best way possible when I left the security of my job, kind of like I mentioned before. Um, and it ended up taking us about 14 to 15 months to pay off all of our debt. Um, and then another few months to save up for an emergency fund. And then in May of 2020, so right in the midst of the pandemic, um, I finally left my nine to five job to become, wow. yeah, a full-time entrepreneur and a stay-at-home mom. Um, and we were able to make the transition possible because of the steps that we took to set ourselves up for success, um, even in the times of uncertainty with, a, with um, you know, the wedding industry and weddings being canceled and all that stuff. Um, but when I quit, we had zero consumer debt. We had a fully funded emergency fund if we had any, you know, thing come up. And then I also had in my business an owner's compensation fund to pay myself from. Um, all my equipment was paid for. And then um, we were steadily kind of starting to contribute to our retirement funds. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's my story. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, it's so <laughs> Quite a lot. I mean, yeah. I mean, to go from 70K in debt to, yep. to zero in 14 Month, 14, 15 months yeah it's insane i mean it is it seems like so overwhelming and heavy to to wear that burden but you guys did it like that we did we had to sacrifice for sure um yeah, yeah. i'm know. sure it doesn't come easily you're not like going shopping every day no no <laughs> definitely not <laughs> no but um yeah i mean now we can kind of do whatever you know, we want because we don't have that debt there. Yeah. Um, and we're not stressed out anymore. And, you know, our financial future just looks so much better because of, because of that. That's amazing. So where yeah. did we begin? So, um, so like I mentioned, we read The Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey, which it's a super easy read. Um, my husband is not a reader whatsoever. Um, and he actually enjoyed reading through it. So I think it's like the second book he's ever read. <laughs> um, so he says, so if that tells you anything. Um, and so the book essentially walks you through what Dave calls the seven baby steps um, that kind of just help you get out of debt, build savings, and then um, have financial freedom. So um, I'll just run through those steps really quick. But step one is to save a beginner emergency fund of $1,000. So no more, no less. Um, step two is to pay off all your consumer debt using the snowball method, which is um, lining all your debt from smallest to largest. And then you pay off the smallest first, um, your smallest debt while paying minimums on the other ones. 
Um, step three is to go back then and build up your emergency fund once all your debt is paid off. Um, and then steps um, four. S- step four, yes, is to save 15% of income into retirement. Um, step five is to save for kids' college if that's something you choose to do. And then step six is to pay off your mortgage if you have it. And then step seven is basically just to live and give and then um, fill up your retirement as, as much as you can. Um, so essentially, baby steps one through three are done on their own sequence. And then steps four through six are kind of done um, at the same time. So um, so just a little backstory on that. But after we read the book, we were um, completely on board with this plan just because it made so much sen- sense. Kind of as we were reading through it, we were just like, like, why didn't we think of this? Like, <laughs> it's just, it, it's just, it makes a lot of sense. Um, and so I just want to say that if you have a spouse, you both need to be on board with this plan. Um, otherwise, it really won't work. Um, but so when we got home from our trip um, to Italy, we just dove headfirst and everything. So we cut up all of our credit cards. So we don't use credit cards anymore. Um, and then that just kind of showed each other how dedicated we were to the process. Um, and then we sat down and we created a monthly zero-based budget because we were kind of doing one before um, and we weren't really following it that well. So um, we got back with that um, and it kind of showed us to see where we were overspending, where we could cut, um, and if there's anything extra that we could throw to get out of debt. Um, and then we went through all of our loans and listed out our debt from smallest to largest um, and then just immediately started paying off that smallest debt that we had. Um, and then I also, I'm kind of a nerd, so I also put together like a spreadsheet so I could see how much we paid off each month and how much we had left to pay. Um, and then what was nice about me working full-time, two full-time jobs during this time is I utilized most of the money that I received from my photography work to pay down our debt like super quickly. So that's why we were able to do it in 14 to 15 months is because we had essentially three incomes being thrown, um, you know, towards our debt to get it paid off super quick. So. Oh yeah, that's smart. Yeah. Right. Um, And so obviously I kept things for taxes and for business expenses, but anything else, um, you know, any other profit that I had is but I threw to my debt. So that's why we got it paid off super quick. Um, yeah. And then once our debt was paid off, um, I then utilized any extra income that I had to build up my owner's comp fund in my business account. So that's yeah. what I would pay myself from once I left my nine to five job. So I kind of had that sitting there. Um, and so by the time I left my job, I had about eight months of pay saved up for myself. Um, and so I kind of used it as like emergency fund too a little bit. So that's awesome. Um, Yeah. So I guess for like anybody that's listening, I would highly recommend reading The Total Money Makeover to kind of get started in your own journey. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing I would suggest is doing a calculation of your net worth to see kind of where you stand. So I don't know if you've ever done that before, but essentially um, it's uh, your net worth is essentially what you own minus what you owe. So it's a super easy calculation. Um, And it's quite the eye opener to see what your number is, especially if you're in the negative, because you don't want to be in the negative. You definitely want to have a positive net worth. Um, And so I actually have um, a net worth guide um, in my shop on my website. If anybody wants to look at it and download it, it's completely free. Um, But yeah. Um, yeah, that sounds exciting. It sounds interesting yeah. and, a little, and a little nervous, <laughs> scary to find out right? what your net worth is. I know. So, I know. So, <laughs> so, you know, if you're listening, you know, maybe you can share, you know, how would someone go about starting this process? Um, like if they're feeling sort of how you are, like they want to start their own business, 
they have a nine to five job. This is very yes. much myself too. Yes. Well, I, I was a full-time corporate employee for 10 years um, at a real, um, what was it like a, sorry, fashion line. I had a sure. brain fart there and, you know, I was sucked into the handbags and to the clothes and I, the discount, but in reality, I really should have been saving to leave. And I, yes. you know, I've said it a couple of times where, you know, my husband, once I got married, he was like, you should leave, start your business. And I had his cushion, sure. you know, like to, to help out for a year. And then I had to get a part-time job. So, you know, very honest and open about that. But I think it's, in, I think it'd be great for people who are listening, who want, who are in your situation where they have a lot of debt, they, their husband's going to be on board, you know, what should we do? Yes. So definitely read that book that I mentioned, Total Money Makeover. Um, and then I would start with a budget. Um, if you don't have a budget, definitely start one. Um, and that's where you kind of need to have your spouse on board too, so you guys can sit down and talk about it. Um, and I use the, um, the budgeting app called Every Dollar, so you can do it um, on your computer, or you, there's also an app with it as well. Okay. Um, and it's Yeah, and it's nice because your husband can plug in on it or your wife can plug in on it. Um, and you can kind of see where you are throughout the month. So the budget is like the big thing because that'll also tell you um, how much you have left over at the end of the month, if you can throw it towards debt. Um, so definitely budget is one of the biggest things. We also did the envelope system, which some people do it, some people don't. But basically what it is is so like, say for like groceries or like gas for your car, we would have a certain amount that we would allocate each month. We would take that out of our bank account in cash and we'd put it in the envelopes. Um, and then when we would go buy groceries or gas, we would just pull the money from that. And once it got empty, and if you still had some month left, um, you know, there's nothing else you could do. So you only use whatever is in in your um, envelope and it kind of helps you to stay on track um, because, you know, if you use a card like your debit card, it's so easy just to swipe and swipe and swipe. And it, you know, you tend to go over when you do that because you're not really keeping track, but if you're actually giving money away, um, it's a lot harder um, to spend that money, if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. we, um, so, I mean, we didn't do that for everything, but we did it for, um, like I said, groceries, gas, um, those were the two main things, really. We had a cleaning lady, so we, you know, used money for that too. Um, so definitely try that if you want. Um, now that we're out of debt, we don't really do that very much anymore. But if you're kind of in the midst of it, I would definitely try using that to help you kind of keep on track. Um, I would also then go through all of your loans and your debts and list them out to kind of see where you're sitting. And sometimes that's a real eye opener too. Um, Right, because you don't think about it. Yeah, well, yeah, and a lot of people have never added up all their debts, so they really don't know right. like how much they have. And then once they sit down and add it up, it's kind of you know it's definitely scary. Um, but those would definitely be the places that I would start um, to kind of get out of debt. Yeah, I love that. So, did you create sort of a, a timeline or a game plan, or maybe even some big or small goals that were helping you know to keep you on track along the way? I did. Yep. I'm, I'm a big believer of having goals and stuff. And that's kind of how, how I kind of do things. But we, um, so we did have a goal to have all of our debt paid off. Um, we also wanted a fully funded personal emergency fund to draw from if we needed. And then um, also a fund to build up in my business to pay myself from. So that's a, um, 
that uh, owner's compensation fund that I kind of mentioned earlier. So those yeah. were like our three big goals that we had. Um, and I knew then that once we had those, I would feel so much more comfortable leaving because um, we'd have that cushion and whatnot. And so we figured it would take us about two years to complete all of that. Um, and it honestly felt like a long time, you know, when we laid that out, but we knew that if we did these steps correctly, we would be much better off without the security of my full-time job. Um, we really wouldn't have the weight of our debt hanging over our heads. Um, there was less money that I would have to bring in because we didn't have to cover all those expenses. Right. Um, and then we would have the security of those emergency funds if something would happen, like, you know, like COVID, you know, it was something we weren't expecting. Um, uh, but nobody, nobody was expecting No, that. nobody was expecting it. <laughs> uh, no. Um, and it was a great thing that we did take our time and had the money sitting there because when COVID hit and I started to lose weddings and that income, we were completely fine. Like I wasn't stressing out at all because I had that money sitting there. Yeah. Um, yeah so I had you know, like a personal emergency fund if my money from my business account ran out. Um, so we had like these two funds that were going to help us out, you know, so. Um, I love that. I love yeah. that you were thinking about that because I think, you know, obviously with the pandemic and COVID, people like we, in the wedding industry, you know, we, we've had a rough go at it yeah. and in the events. And having an emergency fund, if everyone had an emergency fund, I don't think mm -hmm. anyone would have freaked out as much. Nope. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I always recommend having it, you know, having yeah. it there just in case. Um, and like, I think a lot of people like went into debt because they didn't have that emergency fund. And right. so that's just, they're worse off now because of it too. Exactly. So yeah. 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 And I, you brought up a good point is that once you paid off your debt, you didn't owe as much, so you didn't have to make as much initially exactly. to cover your cost of living. I didn't even yep. think about that. Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of goes back to with my my husband too, um, because his, you know, he gets work sometimes, sometimes he doesn't. So um, it was just good that we had a minimum amount that we had to make each month, each month, and we're able to to accomplish that just yeah. because we don't have that debt over our heads. So um, I should say we still do have our mortgage. That's something we're working um, to pay down, but it's not a ton each month and we're able, we're, we're able to cover it, right. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I look at a mortgage a little different. I don't think that's debt. It's really like your future. Sure. Um, and it's not, that's, I mean, that's my personal opinion, yeah. you know, it's yeah. like, I think anyone to be like, Oh, I just paid off $500,000 for my <laughs> uh, house. You know, that's a great goal. I, I mean, yep. sure. But I think, you know, you're, you're, student loans and credit cards and shopping. Mm -hmm. Like those are more, I think, attainable. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> In I my think opinion. You can, yeah. I mean, I think you can pay off your house, but it just depends on the market and where you are and um, yeah. how much you pay a month towards it. But the thing I look at too is if you, so our payment is like 950 bucks a month. So it's not that much, but like once we pay off our house, we can then put that towards our retirement. Right. So imagine putting $950 towards your retirement a and month. how quickly a month and how quickly that would build. I mean, yeah. you would be a multimillionaire, you know, if you kind of look at it that way. Okay. Now I want to pay off my mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, run the numbers and you can see what it is. But the thing is that some people don't want to be millionaires. They don't right. care. But for those who do, I mean, that's just a super easy way, you know, to quickly build up that retirement. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you'd be sitting pretty. <laughs> for sure. Yep. <laughs> so you said it. So how long did it take you to leave your full-time job after you got financially fit? 
Yep. So we um, so we started the process in May 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, by July 2019, we were completely debt free. That's when we paid off our last debt. Um, yeah. And then by January of 2020 is when we had our fully funded emergency fund. Um, plus, my business fund was also built up. Um, so in February of 2020, I put in my resignation letter, um, and then I left my job in May 2020. Um, so with COVID hitting, they actually allowed me to stay on for a few more months. Um, and help train my replacement. I was supposed to leave in April, but I asked if I could stay on a little bit longer um, and they let me. So that was nice. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. So when did you start getting into, you know, financial education? How how did this, I know like we've heard your story and we've heard your success. Like when did you think, oh, I need to help other people? Yeah. So once I started to lose um, some of my weddings and I had a bit more time on my hands, I decided it would be a really good time to start pivoting towards education um, through the process of getting our finances in order. Um, I absolutely fell in love with all things personal and business finances, um, which is kind of weird because most people don't like (laughs) that type of thing um, at all. But um, it made me realize, too, that I wanted to help other business owners get financially fit, too, because kind of like what we mentioned before, most people don't know how to pay themselves or um, how to do retirement or how to get out of debt, any of that stuff. So if I didn't know it, I knew there were other people um, that were in the same boat as me who were looking you know, who are also looking to pay off their debt or looking to quit their full-time job, you know, and take their side hustle full-time. So, um, yeah. So because of that, I'm now in the midst of creating a course. Um, Name is still to be determined, but I'm thinking (laughs) making the leap. (laughs) But um, essentially what this will do, it'll help walk um, other creatives through how to leave their nine to five job. Um, And then I'm also going to offer like one-on-one coaching for people who want some extra help um, on paying off their debt and just kind of getting things in order. Um, And so, because a lot of people, they just don't know where to begin um, and they don't really know what questions to ask. And so that's why I want to kind of be there to kind of walk people through um, and kind of make their dream, you know, make their dream happen like I wanted to. So. Yeah, no, I love that. Yeah, you'll be you'll become the financial guru for the wedding industry. That's my goal. That's what I want. (laughs) Yeah. There aren't. I mean, the other one person who comes to mind is Michelle Sage of uh, B- Michelle Loretta of B Sage Events. Mm-hmm. And I know she just changed her name, but yeah, uh, you know, a lot of people, a few guests have been on the show, talk about her and like that course and like how yep. what she teaches people because it's not common knowledge, you know. No. Like, especially one, you know, most small business owners. I mean, like I could speak for my, I could just speak for myself. I started a business because I love photography, mm-hmm. not because I love business. Exactly. <laughs> That's how I was too. Yeah. I, like, I <laughs> yep. just want to take pictures all day long. And yep. then you realize very quickly that taking photos is, is 10% of your yep. job and the rest is running your business. Yep. So I had to learn, I've been doing this 11 years. It's like, I had to learn from the beginning what to do, what not to do. To mm-hmm. you know, One year we had a big tax bill out of nowhere. Like it's yep. so... You know, like if you're going to be able to help wedding photographers, like avoid those sticky situations to be set up from the ground up, like that's yep. amazing. Yeah. And the thing is, is, there's really no one way to do things. So I might do something different than somebody else might. So it's just, you know, it's just a matter of preference right. um, too, to look at. So, yeah. yeah. So I always love to give my audience like actionable items, really good solid tips. So I would love for you to share um, your your five tips to start planning your financial freedom um, sure. and maybe take your take your side hustle into your full-time business. Sure. So I have 
um, quite a few like different things I was trying to think of because I mean, there's so much that I could talk about. But um, so my first one would definitely be the number one thing is to know your why. So like, why do you want to get financially fit? Why do you want to leave your nine to five job? Um, why do you want to start that business? You really need to have an answer um, to that question. Um, if you don't have a detailed why or response, you probably won't have that push to make your goals or dreams happen. Um, for me, I kept saying I wanted to leave my nine to five job, but I didn't have a solid reason why. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I saw other people doing it and it looked like fun. So that was something that I wanted to do was kind of what my thinking was. But um, until I had my pivotal moment of going through that depression um, and anxiety, I realized what was truly important in my life, which was I really wanted to spend more time with my family um, because I was missing. I mean, my kids are young. Um, My oldest is 11 and my youngest, um, well, she's five weeks now, but um, I was missing out on all that time with them. And so that was like my why. Um, And so when I came upon that, that's when I started to make a plan to actually make things happen. Um, And that whenever I would kind of get lost through it all. Um, I would always go back to that why and remember like, okay, this is why we're doing this. This is why we're sacrificing is because you want to be, have more time at home with the kids. So, um, so definitely write down your why. Um, number two, um, I would say you definitely need to create a business plan for your business. Um, it's one of the most important documents for any business because, um, it's really a roadmap to kind of help you guide you in your decision-making. Um, there's a lot of businesses that don't have one of these um, and it's super, super important to have one. Um, it also gives you clarity on all aspects of your business, such as your why, like we kind of just talked about what your core values are, who your ideal client is, um, marketing, like what products you want to offer, goes through finances. Um, it also provides you with a clear vision and helps you decide um, the things that you want to say yes to and what you want to say no to. Um, it also helps you in establishing goals and milestones, um, and you can kind of gauge your progress and compare um, your accomplishments. Um, it helps you guide, it guides you through various phases of business, um, and then it kind of helps you identify possible roadblocks. So it's a really big document, but it's super, super important to complete. Um, and it's something that you'll update kind of as your business grows and evolves. So um, it's kind of a Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, a living document, mm-hmm. um, if that's what you want to call it. So, um, but yeah, it's really important if you're just starting a business to start one of those, um, or if you're in the midst of business, it's never too late to start one. Um, but I do have one on my online shop if anybody needs one. Um, so it's definitely a place you can go look. Um, let's see, number three. So as I mentioned earlier, you definitely want to get on a detailed monthly budget. So you want to have one both for your business and also for personal. Um, and so in order to know what you need to pay yourself in your business, you need to kind of have an understanding of the amount of money you need to bring in. Um, so it's important to have that, that budget, um, to look back at. Um, and so you, um, like I mentioned too, I also use every dollar app. Um, I know there's a variety of other ones, but I found that's kind of the best one that I've used. Um, and if you've never done a budget before, um, kind of how to get started. It is, I would suggest taking a look at your bank statements from the last three months to kind of see where you've been spending your money. Um, and then take the average of the last three months when trying to determine what to budget for, for things like groceries and gas. Um, those are kind of the things that vary from month to month. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it'll, yeah, it'll show you where you're overspending too. So if you're going out to eat a lot, um, if you're just buying too much 
too many purses, you know, those that'll kind of tell you. Don't point um, any fingers here, Kelly. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not pointing you out. <laughs> um, yeah. And then so once you kind of list out what your monthly budget is, cut out anything that you absolutely, absolutely don't need, especially if you're trying to get out of debt, you want to cut down as much as possible. Um, and then I also suggest when you're doing your budget is to do something I call sinking funds. And so a sinking fund is basically a strategic way to save money by setting aside a little bit of um, money each month. Um, and so for me personally, we save for Christmas each month. Um, we save for car maintenance, you know, so for tires or um, we just got a windshield um, fixed the other day because we got a rock in it. Okay. We had money for that set aside. Um, we also, our house is um, heated by gas. So we have to pay for that. Um you know, clothes for our kids, you know, our kids are growing so much. And so, you know, even you fertility, you know, if she needs new shoes or clothes, um, you would have a fund there to, to draw from. So, I mean, there's so many different things that you could use it for, but essentially you're saving money ahead of time. So like, if you have to get new tires, you're not going into debt or whatever to, to pay for it. You're going to have the money sitting there. So, um, to create a zero, zero based budget, what you'll do is you'll list your income at the very top of the page, and then you'll write all your expenses after that. Um, and so really you should give a name to every single dollar that you have. Um, and so it needs to be put someplace until your budget is zero. Um, so if you have money left over, um, after you lift everything out, you can put that towards your smallest debt. Um, if you're paying off debt or towards savings, um, towards your mortgage, you know, extra towards your mortgage. Um, if you go in the red, it means that you're overspending and you need to cut somewhere. So, um, so definitely do a budget. Um, then I would say, which we kind of talked about, but pay off all your debt would be the next thing. Um, and that's both personal and business. So most people don't realize it, but business debt is also personal debt. So um, when you went in to get a loan for your business like did you have to sign your name like your personal name and it's considered a personal loan um if you go into default um on one of your business loans who like who are they gonna go after um they're definitely probably gonna go after you then it's considered a business or a personal loan um and so um 70 of small businesses have outstanding debt in their business um and as many as 64 percent of those businesses reported struggling financially um and making debt payments was like their biggest struggle so Many people, it's unfortunate, but many people or many small businesses start out in debt by getting a business loan um, because obviously they need to get all those cameras right away and lenses and stuff. Um, otherwise, they put everything on a credit card, um, which are super high interest rates. So the big thing is, is debt brings risk into your business. And so when you've accumulated debt, you have to make a certain amount in order to make up for that debt each month. Um, you have to bring in a certain amount of money to cover all those things. Um, and some months can be a real struggle, especially if your business is seasonal like mine is. Um, in Wisconsin, I only work six, six months out of the year. So normally May through October and then the rest of it, I mean, it's downtime. Nobody wants to shoot in the snow. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you're just starting out in business, like do all that you can to not go into debt, um, purchase things in cash, buy used equipment or keep expenses low um, if you can. Um, and even if you are in business and um, you have debt in your business, you can still get there. Um, like I mentioned earlier, just list all your personal and your business expenses or debts um, from smallest to largest and then just attack the small one. And then whatever you're paying on that small one, you're going to roll over to the next one. Um, and then they're just going to keep getting bigger and bigger until your debt is finally paid off. So that's why they call it the debt snowball. I love that. Um, yeah. And then um, 
while you're getting out of debt, make sure you're creating a plan um, to pay for upcoming large purchases with cash too. So if you need to purchase a new camera down the line or a new lens, just start, you know, kind of create a sinking fund for that too, to start saving up for those types of things. Um, but yeah, once you pay off your debt, you're essentially giving your business a raise. And then um, like, so think about what you could do with all that extra money um, that's no longer going towards that monthly payment. You'll have more money to pay yourself, to purchase equipment, or even just build up a savings. Um, so you'll no longer be stressed. Um, so I, I think it sounds great. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so once you're debt free, then you're going to build up that emergency fund that I talked about before. Um, so like, and it's just there for an emergency. So like if you have a medical issue that comes up or something is wrong with the house or you have to get a new roof or COVID happens, like you have that money there for an emergency, <laughs> right? You yeah, I know. Have to worry. Right? Hopefully this is once in a lifetime and we'll all be uh, financially fit before, right? before the next one or dead. <laughs> oh God, I hope not. <laughs> um well, yeah, I and mean, like- definitely like a lot of things that we can we can start with and and you know build our way up to that. So I yep. love this. This is so yeah. helpful. Yeah, and I love that um, you have a lot of resources on your site. So much. Yes, I have like that net worth guy that I talked about. Um, I have email templates. I have that business um, business plan. I have an emergency business plan as well. Um, and just a variety of other things. So definitely check it out. Yeah. Hopefully something, hopefully it helps some of you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally will. Right. Go look right now. Well, <laughs> this has been so amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Yes. I thank you for that, having me. <laughs> yeah. And we're, we're your first podcast, right? Yes. Yes, you are. So hopefully uh, I did okay. <laughs> yeah. No, super. I'm so excited and, and yeah. honored that you chose Tea with Janae to be, yes. to be your first one. Yeah. Thanks for well, having me. <laughs> yeah. Let's tell everybody how they can find out more about you, your services and say hello online. Yeah. So I can be found on Instagram. Um, my handle is at Kelly Grace photo underscore. Um, otherwise I can be found on Facebook at Kelly Grace photo, no underscore on that one. Um, yeah. And then if you're interested in getting on my wait list for my one-on-one coaching, which I'll be launching soon, um, or if you want to get notified when my course launches at Making the Leap, um, you can head to my website at www.kellygracephoto.com. Um, and if you click on education, you can find that all that info information there. And then I also have that shop that's on my website as well that you can check out some of my resources. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll list all this information in the show notes. So you guys can just swipe on up right now and visit Kelly and tell her that you listened to today's episode. So thank you again for being here. This was so wonderful. Yes. Thank you for having me. Well, that's it, you guys. Thank you so much for being here and listening to today's episode. I want to give a huge shout out and a big thank you to Kelly for being our guest today. Thank you so much for sharing your journey. And I'm so excited to have you on the show. If you want to find out more about today's guest, swipe up and read our show notes and click on the links to say hello. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast and tell your friends about the show. We'd love to have more people find out about Tea with Janae. All right, you guys, I can't wait to share our next cup of tea together. Bye.